Hi there, and welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. My name is Sato Mäkinen and I'm the founder of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, the first of its kind beauty challenge showcasing the incredible 100% natural cosmetics from the Nordic countries. We are now on our second season of the podcast where we're getting to know the brands and the people behind some of the nominee products of the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards 2021. Today I'm chatting with Janne Engberg the founder of the Danish beauty brand Berg. In this episode, we'll dive into the world of producing cosmetics and we'll also talk about ecological matters of the cosmetics industry. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast, Janne. Thank you. Is that how you pronounce your name? It's Janne. Janne, yeah. okay. Well, welcome Janne. <laughs> Um, if we would start from perhaps your background, if you could tell a little bit what you've done in life and how did it come so that you found Birk? Sure. I have a bachelor degree in uh, teaching. So I have been a teacher for many years, teaching about environmental issues and uh, nature stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I'm quite like an outdoorsy type. Um, love being in the Danish nature. I've been teaching about all these uh, environmental issues and teaching kids to have an opinion and take a stand and uh, see the problem and make their own opinions about them. And I became ill <laughs> from teaching. It was very stressful. I didn't feel like I did enough and Every day I went home and thinking I only made 50%. <laughs> so uh, it was time to make a change and do something different. I wanted to contribute to a bit of lifestyle. That's also why I started up on Birk. Mm. Um, the whole non-plastic issue is, is important to me. And I was thinking that it was an easy way to make a change, a positive change. So I tried some products from the US and Australia and I was like, yeah, I can do this better and make it a more Scandinavian feel. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of help from uh, upcomers. Um, well, Denmark is a government and then there's smaller parts like Kommuna. And um, the commune I live in has this uh, goal to make a lot of new green businesses. So they made this upcomers help. So you can seek fundings and get startup help and all kinds of free advice from lawyers and accountings help and tax and <laughs> everything you need when you need to start a business. That sounds amazing that you have this kind of, and it makes sense in this world that kind of needs to go towards green, that they're also supporting. Yeah. So they did a lot, actually, to help me get started. I'm fairly new. I got a big setback on the corona times here and feel like I'm starting all over. But I have uh, my first employee. Okay. <laughs> yes, I just hired. <laughs> so that means I'm growing. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> we are thinking about uh, expanding and we're in the Netherlands and Greenland and we have a like to expand to Germany and the UK. Growing. Yeah. <laughs> Get big as far as possible. Yeah. And it's amazing to see that in the Nordics, there are a lot of greener companies popping up and they're really growing quite fast from the beginning. People are really asking for these types of products that you make, for example. So yeah, it's really nice to see. And it's it's kind of helping the growing as well. The people are so into it already in a way. So yeah, you just need to make it um, available and easy. You don't get a lot of converting to green options if it's a compromise you have to make. So mm. it has to be an easy switch. Yeah. Well, we can maybe talk a little bit more about the products that you make. So would you like to tell a little bit what all kinds of products you make? Yeah, well, it's um, hair and skincare as natural as possible. In Denmark, we have a green salon approval stamp, uh, what do you call it? And um, it was uh, important for me to get that because it's my client's uh, like documentation that they don't uh, contain any uh, harsh chemicals. Like plastic-free, mainly hair care, we saved the, away the water and the plastic wrapping. Yeah, it's important. We also donate uh, 1% of our profit to a non-profit organization called Plastic Change. So we contribute in many ways in, in the fight against single-use plastics. We have uh, shampoo bars, and a lot of people don't know what that is. So that was the first stomp on the road to make uh, people aware that there is something called shampoo bar, and it's not just hand soap. Yeah, that there's a difference in the bar itself, even though it looks kind of like it could be a soap bar, yeah. It looks like a soap bar, yeah, but it's actually the same as a shampoo, but without the water in it. Mm. So if there's someone who's listening that never tried this uh, shampoo bar, would you like to tell like easy way how to use it or how to start using it? Sure. Um, well, the first thing uh, you need to get your head around is where to place it when you start using it. <laughs> because when you're wet and uh, all soaked in and you're like, where can I put this shampoo bar when I finished with it? So uh, start from the back <laughs> and just like normal uh, hair wash, get your hair wet, use the shampoo. You can activate it in your hands, but you would rather have the active uh, ingredients activated in your hair because it's not your hands that needs cleaning. So drag the shampoo bar through your hair from the roots out to the tips two or three times. Add a bit of water and just foam and do like you normally do when you shampoo your hair. Rinse and you're done. Yeah, it's quite simple. (laughs) (laughs) All the hairdressers uh, recommend washing your hair twice, but that's up to up to you what you like the best i also do conditioner bars they last tons of time longer than your traditional conditioner the shampoo bar lasts up to three times longer than a traditional shampoo and uh, the conditioner bar lasts up to well twice as long as the shampoo bar it's over a year ago i started on my first conditioner bars they last really, really long time. So you save, obviously, the world and the, the plastics as well, but also your money, I suppose, because you don't have to buy so often. Yeah. Yeah, we also do, like, dry shampoo. Oh, okay. 
And lotion bars? And lotion bars would be, they are made of different kinds of oils and things, and then you just rub it in your skin or? Yeah, when you put it on your skin, the skin will heat it up and melt all the oils in it. You can apply the lotion on your skin as you used to. Yeah, this is kind of a very new way of often very similar ingredients as well, but because it's formulated in a very different form. So it's it's a new way of using the same same materials. Yeah, that's one of the things that had me mind blown. All the products you can buy, like conditioner, lotion, hair, shampoo, basically it's made of the same stuff. But the beauty industry has made us think that we need like 50 different products and you don't really need them. Mm, exactly. That's amazing with these products as well. Um, would you like to tell a little bit more about which kind of, if you have very special ingredients, you have, for example, this honung, so honey, honey-based honey shampoo in the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, also nominated this year. So are there some specific ingredients that make these products amazing? Or, Yeah, well, honing is like a two-in-one. It's both for your body and your hair. And it's uh, for the whole family. It's approved for kids also. And the honey just add your hair some really nice shine. Okay. And then there's also a mango butter in it. And that gives your hair uh, moist. And also a bit of like the good fatty nutrition for your hair. If it's color treated or if you style your hair every day, it, it will look like a bit dry and, and dull. So the mango is really good for that. And also the sea bokturn. That's the, the thing that makes it an orange color. Packed with vitamins and really nice for your skin and your hair. Yeah, sea bokturn is such a special ingredient. I mean, it's used quite a lot in the Nordic countries, actually. But I don't know how much actually elsewhere. So very interesting. It's a special Nordic ingredient, I think. <laughs> But if you just use the Seabokthan oil, uh, you will get a special glow if you use it in your face oil or you will have that extra bit of glow to your tan. It looks very nice. It's really nice oil. Mm. Absorbs uh, really nicely to his skin also and don't make it greasy and no one wants greasy hands. <laughs> no, I can see it in uh, many of the awards nominees. There are many who use this Seabokthan oil as well, but that's interesting to know that it makes good to the hair as well. That's a, quite a bit of uh, vitamins that your hair would... Also your skin, of course, your scalp too. It's not just your hair you need to think about. It's also your scalp. Yeah, that's a good point that people often think about the hair only, but scalp is actually what's the living organ there, so... Would you have any special tip for the how to take care of the scalp? Oh, it's a really difficult question because everyone has different issues with their scalp. Some dry, some fatty, greasy. The honey shampoo bar happens to... Well, it's not officially tested, but in my control groups, 9 out of 10 says back that it had not cured, but made their psoriasis much better and improved on in dandruff also in their scalp. So if you have um, like dry scalp and have a tendency to create a dandruff, honey will also help you on the way. Yeah, it's like all these ingredients really heal and take care of the scalp, so... Um, if we jump a little bit to the packaging, you already kind of mentioned that you have plastic-free packaging. What kind of packaging do you use then? 
I have a supplier here in in the city next to ours, so it's like uh, seven kilometers away. They make FSC certified boxes, so we also think about how many trees we cut down to to make these boxes, and to think about the impact of packaging. So it's locally made and it's hundred percent biodegradable and. Well, quite nice looking, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simple and effective and environmentally friendly. So, yeah. Yeah. Really lovely. Maybe this is a good bridge to the fact that I would like to know, since you are based in Denmark, how is the beauty scene in general in Denmark? Or how is the state of natural cosmetics like? Do people use it? Are they interested? Is it already a trend? Or what's the state? Well, um, Denmark is a bit behind on everything green. I think that's only my opinion. Uh, it's beginning to get there, but we are really slow starters on this uh, green trend. Like I also mentioned before, the US and Australia are miles ahead of us in terms of thinking about like shampoo bars and environmentally friendly products. But uh, we're slowly getting there, I think. Well, a lot of my uh, retailers are getting bigger and expanding also. So I think we're getting there slowly, but, but surely. Yeah. And what do you think or how do you hope to see the future of beauty in general? Your personal opinion? More of these uh, green alternatives. We need it. We also need... Well, I can talk for the Danish people again, I think. We are set in our ways and we don't want to compromise. So uh, the choices we have to make has to be easy. And yeah, well, we don't want to compromise too much. So the companies that think in these green uh, alternatives must think smart if they want to reach the Danish market, I th- I believe. Mm, exactly. I'm sure there's ways like, for example, you, you found your business making the green products. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if people want to learn more or follow your making, where can they where can they find you? Um, at birkdenmark.com. We're also on uh, Instagram and Facebook at birkdenmark. Not quite finished translating my uh, homepage yet, but slowly getting there. <laughs> now I have help. I can take some time off translating. Exactly. Google Translator helps gladly these days also when, when needed. It's quite good. Yeah, I don't speak Danish, so sometimes whenever I, I get in contact with any Danish things, then that's my help for the Google one. Where can people buy your products? Uh, do you have online store or you already mentioned that you sell in other countries as well? Yeah, well, I, I have uh, both my online store on bigdenmark.com and we ship to the most of the EU and the Nordic countries. Also, I have like 40 retailers around Denmark and Greenland and the Netherlands. If you're in Denmark, it's quite easy to get your hands on the example bar. Yeah, almost anywhere, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for your chat today. Uh, I will link all the handles on your website and everything down below the, the comments so everyone can find them easily there. And we'll see you very soon, I hope. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Nordic Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. 
If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we're discussing in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things Nordic and natural, such as Nordic skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. You can follow the Nordic Natural Beauty Journey also on our Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Pinterest pages, simply at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, and on Twitter at NNB Awards. Until next week, bye-bye!